The Radio Memories Network is brought to you in part by Liberated Syndication. Podcast publishing made easy. Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. The Radio Memories Network welcomes you to the world of modern radio theater, an old medium revived for a new era through the Radio Memories Network. It's now time for Radio Drama, where we perform on the stage of your mind. The curtains are your eyelashes, your hat our fly space. Different parts of your brain are the costume, set designer, and makeup artist. And your eyes are in your ear. Audio plays have been broadcast since radio began. Minus one. Join us as we continue the tradition on the Texas Radio Theater. Cliff Broughton, Space Ranger! I'm the Whisper. It means murder, Watson. Onward to adventure! Away! Because it's not only the theater, but it's the theater of the mind. The mind! And that's what I'm writing Jump, for. Jump, Rob. Renegade! Ready for impact in three, two, one. <clears throat> Tying on the rope now. It's the realm of your imagination, where anything can happen, and usually does. Hello and welcome to the Texas Radio Theater Podcast. I'm Rich Frolick, and this week we're going to continue the um, the Flash Gordon series. This is part two of part two, technically our part two. I don't really want to just... It's um, it's confusing, but this is part two of Terror of the Hawkmen, as uh, written by myself and D.B. Humphreys back in, and I did some research this time, it's July, uh, what was it, July uh, 18th of 2003, we recorded this at the Arlington Museum of Art, and I believe we also recorded it at the now out-of-business coffee house in Lincoln Square, and uh, well, that was a time when we were doing like one or two shows. Um, I think we had eased off and we did actually one live performance each month. And, and things have kind of gone off uh, from that uh, due to, to other, other things going on for the Texas Radio Theater or myself. And now we do about six shows a year. So we've kind of halved it. Anyhow, this is part two, Terror of the Hawkman on the Texas Radio Theater Podcast. New from Second Story Colossal Films. Somewhere in the North Atlantic, the most famous ship in history met its destiny. Bridge, what do you see? Iceberg dead ahead. Iceberg dead ahead. Full speed astern, hard starboard. Oh no, no, it's too late, it's too late. A maiden voyage cut short by the unforgiving forces of nature and an overconfident crew. What the hell was that? An iceberg, sir. I put a hotter starboard and ran the engines full astern, but it was too close. Too close, Captain. 
no good time in the log. Aye, sir. And pray that she stays afloat. You mean... Yes. We only have 16 wooden lifeboats. And over 2,000 on board. Mortally wounded, the ship sank and settled into her frigid grave, taking with her over half of the passengers. But the iceberg stayed afloat. There's the one there. The one with the paint on her. Mark her position. Should we be so close to it, Captain? What are you talking about? Well, it sank the Titanic. That's the very iceberg, Captain. You're talking nonsense. The Titanic ran into it. Are you sure about that? What is it? Iceberg right ahead. I know. We can all see it. We're going to hit it. But we're not moving. No, sir. It's closing. What? She, see the breaking water at its base? That's impossible. Sound the alarm. Full astern. See here, Captain. That's the fourth ship sunk this week. That iceberg must be stopped. Leave it to me, Your Majesty. I've got just the ship. Coming soon to a theater near you, it's Titanic 2, The Revenge, starring Sean Connery as Captain A. Haber. You all destroying Frigid Berg, to the last I grapple with you, from hell's heart I stab at you, for hate's sake I spit my last breath at you. Christina Aguilera as the cabin boy. No, Captain, you see, we can be together. I'm only pretending to be a boy so that I can be closer to you. <laughs> oh, it's all so confusing. And Arnold Schwarzenegger as the last original Titanic survivor to be rescued. Hey! Hey, you! Get me off this crazy iceberg! Hello! In theaters this summer. Soundtrack by Barry Manilow and 50 Cent. This film will not be rated. See Titanic 2, The Revenge. And this time, you won't know how it ends. Presenting tonight and in person the amazing interplanetary adventures of Flash Gordon and Dale Arden in this Texas Radio Theater Company version, The Terror of the Hawkman. Adapted by Richard Froelich and D.B. Humphreys with live sound effects. Engineered by Jennifer Parson and Ken Rainey. These thrilling adventures come to you as once depicted each week in your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Now available deep in the archives of your local public library. And now, Flash Gordon. Captured by the Hawkman, our heroes do their best to stay alive. Dale, dancing around Voltan's sinister advances, and Flash in Aura's evil clutches. After the princess had satisfied her hunger for vengeance, Flash was put to work stoking the great atom furnaces of the Hawkman's floating city. Pick up that shovel and stoke the flames. Now, you alien dog. Ah, my belt. All right, all right. I was only setting one on your electro belt. Here's setting two. Ah! Now let that be a warning. Cross me once more and I'll electrocute you on ten. Now get shoveling. Fly, 
Ash! Dr. Zarkov! Baron! I'm here as well! Fun! It's good to see you again. You look well for being tortured. Aura really gave me the works. But to tell you the truth, I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> yeah! I told you that I'd figure something out. It was all Dr. Zarkov's idea. When the guard wasn't looking, we found the power conduit plans. We rerouted harmless luminescent rays to the torture chamber's power grid. So, when Aura thought she was electroshocking me, she was... She was just giving you a suntan. <laughs> you, you did play it up, though, like I told you to. Yes, she was completely fooled. Yeah. And now's our chance to put on our second deception before this heat and radiation drive us completely crazy. I'm taking position. Baron, what are you doing? Keeping watch for the guard. Get to work, Zarkov, quickly. Here, Flash. Take these wires off your manacles and wrap them around your shovel. All right. There. Now what? You heard what the guard said. If you start any more trouble, he'll electrocute you. Um, yes. So, when I give you the signal, jump up and throw your shovel into that radium beam over there. But, Doctor... I promise you will not be electrocuted. Just do as I tell you. All right. I'm ready. Is the coast clear, Baron? No one is looking this way. Now, Flash. Come on, men. Follow me. Better death than slavery. Mutiny! Ah, it's you again! Then die like a rat! Here goes the switch! The electric current ignited the radium ore. It worked! It worked! Now's our chance to escape and rescue Dale. In the sumptuous quarters of Voltan, King of the Hawkmen, he and Dale are awaiting the arrival of the High Priestess to perform the marriage ceremony. Well, my pretty little bird, soon you will be the bride of Voltan the Mighty. <laughs> Suppose you give me a little kiss while we're waiting for the High Priestess, eh? <laughs> come here. No, don't touch me. What? But we were getting along so well. I said come here. Get away from me, you fat fool. Who's using my private elevator? Flash! Flash, darling! Take your hands off her, Voltan. With a yellow fury, Flash drives his fist into Voltan's jaw. The mighty king staggers back and, bellowing like a mad bull, places his steel talon fingers into Flash's throat. His left hand reaches for something on his belt. Flash, look out for his dagger! With a smashing left and a crushing right-hand uppercut that would have killed an ordinary man, Flash knocks Voltan into unconsciousness. That settles that, Oxdale. Did he hurt you? No. Oh, my darling, I feel so safe in your arms. They're so strong, yet tender. These arms were meant to hold you and protect you. By heaven, they will, as long as I have life. My dear. Oh, where are Baron, Zarkov, and Thun? Zarkov and Baron are working on some scientific gadget. Thun and I separated, looking for you. Come on, we'll find them. Did you kill Voltan? I don't know. There's no time to waste finding out. Which way do we go from here? Look out. Soldiers coming this way. Turn to the right, Dale, down that other passage. More soldiers! Flash, we're trapped! I guess it's back to Voltan's quarters, Dale. Maybe we'll find another way out. Voltan's quarters are over here. All right. I'll close and bar the door. I've got a bad feeling about this. Relax, Dale. We're safe for the time being. No one will expect us to be in here. Now what? Now for the firing squad! Voltan! Why, you... Stay where you are! I have this ray pistol trained on you. The slightest move and both of you will be blown to atoms. Don't touch the girl. I surrender. What? What's this? 
lights are out. Flash, the floor is tipping up. Don't worry, Dale. I've got you. In the now-crumbling palace of Voltan, amid the shouts of the disorganized guards outside the door, Flash and Dale break away as the mighty king flies into the air and, hurling himself on Flash, drags him to the floor, preparing to execute him with his mighty hand. Meanwhile, Dr. Zarkov and Prince Baron are rushing towards Voltan's quarters in a high-speed elevator. Nice work, Baron. Now to strike our bargain with Voltan, if we're not too late. With the light beam diffusing at the present rate, friend Zarkov, the city will remain in midair only for another half hour. If Voltan will listen to us, there will be time enough. But we must not waste a minute. Ah, here we are at the throne room. Now you will die! Look, Voltan has a sword at Flash Gordon's throat! No! Stop! Stop! Wait! Who dares to give me orders? I do! I can save your city, but if you harm Flash Gordon, I will doom the city and all of your Hawkmen to destruction. My guards have told me that all of my radium is gone. You destroy that yourselves. How can you save us? Prince Baron and I have been experimenting with other atomic rays. Ha! <laughs> experimenting. Enough of this. To think I'm actually wasting time listening to your pitiful bluff. Now, Flash, it's time to die. Oh, Flash, my darling. <clears throat> Be brave, Dale. This big windbag is the one who's bluffing. Bluffing, am I? I'll show you. <laughs> Listen to us, you fool. Your city will remain suspended only 20 more minutes. There's no time to waste. You can really save the city? Yeah. We discovered a new technique to hold the city aloft. What kind of trick is this? It's no trick. Well, show me. I will only save your city on one condition. You know how to drive a bargain, oh wizard of the earth. Very well. Flash Gordon shall go free if you save my city. You must also free Dale, Zarkov, Baron, and Thun. Absolutely. Be quick, Voltan. Your precious minutes are flying. Give us your answer. Oh, all right. I'll pardon you all if my city is saved. Good. Then follow me into this express elevator. You hit a button marked with an X. Yeah. Baron and I discovered a room under the hall of atomic power, which holds all sorts of scientific equipment. With the help of the slaves, we constructed my newest invention, didn't we, Baron? Yes, we did, Dr. Zarkov. Zarkov, tell me more about your remarkable discovery. Patience, you will see. All in good time. Oh, oh, great power! The elevator is tipping over. Dr. Zarkov. Ah, there isn't much time left to save the city. How much further do we have to descend? We will be below the foundation in just a moment. The express elevator's walls rattle as the crippled cloud city drifts down to the surface of Mongo and utter destruction. And then... Hurry out, everyone. Hold fast to my hand, Dale. Oh, Flash, do you think Dr. Zarkov will be able to save us? I know he'll do his best. There is my adventure. <laughs> that pile of junk. It looks like something you swept up and joined together with massive tubes and wires. <laughs> I'll say this. You made me laugh before I killed you. Hear him out, King Voltan. This electrical machine is an atomic light solidifier. It will strengthen the beam? Yeah. Keep everybody back, Baron. I must have room to work. Stand back, everybody. Baron, it can't work. Don't you think my scientists would have come up with this years ago? Not if they were working for Ming. Impossible. Now be quiet. Professor Zarkov is throwing the switch. Oh, the blinding blue light. I can't look. What is it? New rays made directly from atoms. See, the city seems to be getting back on an even keel. By Pau, so it is. How's it working, Dr. Zarkov? Splendid, so far. The light beams supporting the city are becoming stronger and stronger. Then the city is safe. The city is safe. By Pau, he has done it. <laughs> All of you are free. Dale, why are you crying? I'm so happy we're saved. Zarkov, come here. 
shocking, Morton. Zarkov, you shall be my head scientist. Oh, this is more than I expected. I'm grateful, deeply grateful. Flash and Dale. Yes, impressive majesty. What is it, King Voltan? As proof of our future friendship, I shall give you a royal wedding tomorrow. And tonight, we shall have a banquet to celebrate it. After the horrifying experiences for Dale and Flash as captives in the city of the Hawkman, they're rightfully cautious when King Voltan invites them to a banquet to celebrate their wedding and the day's successes. But once there, the music, the food, and the smiling faces cause everyone's fears to fade. Are you having a good time, Dale? I guess so, just... Well, it hardly seems possible that we shall be married tomorrow. I don't dare believe it until the actual ceremony. You mustn't feel that way, Dale. It's just nerves. Well, my friends, tomorrow will be the big day. I am not so sure. Dale is just worried about nothing, Baron. <laughs> it's almost tomorrow, Dale. What can happen now? Well, during all the excitement, Princess Aura disappeared. I heard two guards talking about it. She did, huh? If that's all that worries you, I should think you'd be glad she's not here. Well, I am. Still, I can't help but feel that she's planning something. Well, well, lovebirds. Are you enjoying yourselves? Oh, yes. Thank you, impressive majesty. Majesty! Majesty! Yes, what is it? Your Highness, look! It's the royal airship of being the Merciless. It, it's closing, and it's about to dock with the city. Well, my friends, it looks like things have gotten a little more complicated. return to Flash Gordon in just a moment. You're listening to the Texas Radio Theater Company at the Arlington Museum of Art. Okay, okay, we're not coming back. This was part two. You'll hear part three next week. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and here come the credits. This episode of Flash Gordon was brought to you by Gasoline and Titanic 2. Additional support was provided by the Arlington Museum of Art, by the Coffee House at Lincoln Square, and most importantly, by you. The Terror of the Hawkman was adapted by Richard Froelich and D.B. Humphreys. It was directed and engineered by Richard Froelich. Live sound effects were provided by Jennifer Parsons. And myself, Ken Rainey. At this time, we'd like to invite the cast to come back to the microphone and introduce themselves to you. My name is Rich Baker, and I played Prince Baron. I'm Mitch Carr. I was King Voltan and others. My name is Bill Flynn. I played the Frenchman, the captain of the Titanic, Dr. Zarkoff, and the silent whistler. My name is Larry Groby. I was aboard the Titanic, and I was also your announcer. My name is Gary Layton. I was Prince Thun, tournament crier, and others. My name is Marianne McCarty, and I was the ticket seller and Princess Aura. My name is Jennifer Parson, and I was the two doomed priestesses, Yogi and Zogi. I'm Spencer Prokop. I was the King of England and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ming, the Merciless. I am Donna Saffron. I was the girl in the bar, Christina Aguilera and Dale Arden. I'm Tim Wardell. I played the ship's mate uh, and Flash Gordon. And I'm Ken Rainey. I was your mate announcer and your production manager.
Special thanks go to Rachel Bounds, the Coffee House at Lincoln Square, our all-volunteer cast and crew, and especially to you for helping keep this valuable form of entertainment alive. Log on to www.texasradiotheater.com for more details and information. Also, if you're not on our mailing list, please sign our book before you leave. On behalf of the Texas Radio Theater Company, I'm your announcer, Ken Rainey, saying thank you for listening and have a very pleasant evening. <laughs>